0: Mashiach. Now, this is Parashah Shmini this week, and this is a very, very packed Torah portion and so many beautiful things. But I wanted to go ahead and open up that we are headed towards Shabbat Para, this upcoming Shabbat. And this is the Shabbat of the Red Heifer. So um, it's beautiful that this week's Torah portion and the Red Heifer Shabbat are actually intersecting because in order for the Kohanim to actually be inaugurated into service, they basically have to go through a purification ceremony that is likened to a person being purified from death. But among many things, I wanted to share from the Midrash Rabbah from the Son Sino Press Edition 11.6. And it brings us down. Rabbi Yudan, in the name of Rabbi Yosi Ben Yehuda and Rabbi Barekia in the name of Rabbi Yehoshua Ben Korcha said throughout the 40 years spent by Israel in the wilderness, Moshe did not refrain from ministering in the high priesthood. Now, this is interesting because when you understand Moshe Rabbeinu, yes, he was the one who went up the mountain to get the Torah and he's the one who's the mouthpiece for Hashem and things like that. But he is a Levite and he is also a the uh, the type and shadow of the Mashiach on one level as far as. Moshe is known as the first redeemer and the Mashiach is known as the final redeemer. And so much so that they say even the soul of Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be present in the Mashiach. So when the Mashiach comes, he will be like Moshe. He will be pretty much Moshe. And when you look at the passage in Deuteronomy, where it says one will come after me and you shall listen to him then that's also another indicator. And this is so important to understand why the Messiah himself would say, if you did not believe Moses, if you did not understand Moses, then how will you understand me? How will you believe in me? So it goes on to say here that this is indicated by what is written. Moshe and Aharon among his priests, Psalms XCIX uh, verse six, the footnote brings down fun. Since Moshe and Aharon are joined together, singled out as priest, the Haggadist assumes that they were of equal rank and priesthood. So here's the other thing. Thinking of Moshe Rabbeinu on an equal level or thinking of Aharon Hakohen on an equal level, equal status as Moshe. It's it's something that, you know, should definitely be something taken into account because there is the one level of Moshe bringing down the Torah, but the other level is Aharon bringing the people to the Torah. And this is the, the whole connection with, you know, be uh, among the disciples of Aharon cause each other to be, uh, Uh, beloved to one another. Like you want to be people who increase peace. And it's interesting because the Mashiach says that blessed are those who are peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. And then you understand how Aharon is one who is a peacemaker. He would literally fabricate Uh, scenarios with uh, uh, families, like if there were friends who were uh, disgruntled with one another, if there were husbands and wives not on the same page, he would actually go to them and say, you know, so-and-so is really broken up about your lack of fellowship and connection right now. So they really want to apologize to you, but they just don't know how to do it. And then he would go to the other person And say the same thing about the other person wanting to be back in in, and reconciliation and fellowship with them, so that when those two people met, they were both like trying to be apologetic and trying to um, try to reestablish the relationship and 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 air their grievances in a, a productive way based off of Aharon's counsel. So when you think about being peacemakers, you're finding that element that. Will unite uh, opposites and uh, all sorts of brokenness, and so this is this is something that Aharon did, which just goes to show how important the connection of Aharon and Moshe is. So when we read and Hashem spoke to Aharon or spoke to Moshe and Aharon, like that's such a big, big statement because or phrase. Because in order for us to truly grab a hold to the Torah, we have to become beloved to one another and not so much that we're smothering each other, but we have to be at a place where we all want to seek the good for the entire community. And uh, this is just one of those things that I thought was amazing to see as far as even in the Midrash, we see the level of. Of Aharon is on the level of motion. Now, my my boss actually sent this out as a thought of the day at work today. And I thought it was really, really amazing. And the the author of this quote is Bill B, which I don't know who that is. But it says mental toughness is doing the right thing for the team, parentheses, others, When it's not the best thing for you. So mental toughness is doing the right thing for the team, which is others when it's not the best thing for you. And this if we operate in this as Israel, then you could just see the the amazing potential and the ability we have, because as it goes with Israel, so it goes with the world. So you can know a lot about what's actually happening with the Jewish people by just taking a look around at the world. So we must work on ourselves and work on our, our family because Israel is a family. And if we can do the best that we can do to increase Shalom in the world, then there will be Shalom in the world and may it ultimately be with the final temple. So I want to complete this episode with this, the rest of the Midrash Rabbah insight. It says, Rabbi Barakia deduces in the name of Rabbi Simon from the following scriptural passage, the sons of Amram, Aharon and Moshe, And Aharon was separated that he should be sanctified as most holy. He and his sons forever to offer before Adonai to minister unto him and to bless his name forever. But as for Moshe, Ish Elohim, the man of God, his sons are named among the tribe of Levi. And this is First Chronicles chapter 13. It says Rabbi Elazar Ben Yosi said it is plain to us throughout the seven days of consecration. Moshe ministered in a white robe. And the footnote brings down. See the C tractate Yoma 138 uh, B and this should be the Jerusalem Talmud. But you can also correspond it to the Babylonian Tammu by reading Tractate Yoma. So then it goes on to say that Rabbi Tancun taught in the name of Rabbi Yudin all the seven days of consecration. Moshe ministered in the office of Cohen Haggadol, but the Shekinah did not take up its abode through his at his ministration. But when Aharon put the high priest's robes and put on the high priest's robes and ministered, the Shekinah took its abode through his ministrations, as it is said, for today, the Lord appears to you, Leviticus chapter nine, verse four, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. And when all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces and that was in verse 23 of the same chapter. So just to conclude, I just want to iterate that it's not just going to be ascending into the heights and going into the depths of Torah study, being like a Moshe Rabbeinu and bringing the Torah down and being able to uh, to exceed you know, uh, far greater levels of understanding with Hashem. It actually is going to take both. It's going to take bringing things down, but also elevating creation itself, which comes through us increasing Shalom in the world and bringing out the best in one another. And when those things happen, the Torah has already been brought down. But now we got to bring everything up. And when we begin to bring out the best in each other, we are exactly like Aharon, putting on the Kohen Gadol's garments and beginning service in the temple. And once that happens, that's when the Shekinah is made manifest. The glory of the Lord is revealed. So may it be so that we are meritorious and that we are given the strength and the ability to make it manifest that we all become disciples of Aharon. Mashiach now.